This is episode 5 with Tim Page, Senior Conversion Educator at Leadpages, on how to create a multi-channel educational strategy using webinars, podcasts, courses, and more. Have you ever wondered about what other SaaS companies are doing to grow their business? What channels are they experimenting with? Where are they finding traction? Welcome to How to SaaS, the go-to podcast for growing your cloud software company. I'm your host and growth strategist, Shiv Narayanan. I'm also the CMO of Wild Apricot, the number one membership software for small associations and nonprofits. Each week, we'll bring you interviews with founders, CEOs, and growth leaders who have successfully implemented a growth strategy to help you take your cloud software company to the next level. Are you ready? Let's begin. All right. Welcome to the show, Tim. How's it going? Uh, It's going good, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Likewise. And so uh, why don't you introduce yourself, uh, Lead Pages, and then we'll take it from there. Sure. Yeah. So I'm the uh, my name is Tim Page. I'm the senior conversion educator at Lead Pages. Uh, and what that means is my job is to take all the information, all the knowledge that we've been learning uh, from the data from our over 40,000 customers, from our own experiences. Uh, my job is to take all that data, that information and share it with uh, folks running their own businesses, folks in marketing positions uh, so that they can deploy the stuff that's working in their own business. Um, you know, without having to have billions of points of data to access. Mm-hmm. And so for anybody that's been living under a rock, can you just give a description of what Leadpages does as well? <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. So Leadpages is a software tool that takes the latest and greatest of what's been tested and proven in marketing and makes it easy for you to deploy that in your business. So uh, the thing we're most well known for is our high converting landing page templates, uh, our, our landing pages, sales pages, webinar registration pages, et cetera, they're, they're all uh, built based on billions of data points so that if you use one of our landing pages uh, right out of the box, you know it's going to convert really well. Uh, but what's, uh, what we're getting more and more well-known for are all of our other conversion mechanisms, whether it's uh, lead boxes, which are opt-in forms that appear when somebody clicks on a, a link, uh, whether it's lead digits, which is a tool that allows you to collect opt-ins via text message, or whether it's the launch of our brand new uh, center, which uh, center is basically a marketing command center. So it makes all of your marketing tools uh, communicate with one another so that you can have uh, actual automation, not just email marketing automation, but automation across your entire uh, marketing uh, kind of uh, funnel and everything else. Mm-hmm. And so your job, just as a summary, is to take this amazing platform that you guys have been working on and uh, communicate some of the best practices that you're learning from your existing clients and uh, whatever all in- other internal knowledge that you guys have uh, developed over the years. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Right. So what are some tools that are helping you convey uh, that, that education or that, that content? Yeah, so we I do this in a lot of ways, but the two main uh, the two main things that I do are uh, our podcast conversion cast, which we do every single week, uh, and we've done over 150 episodes of conversion cast now. Uh, and then the other one would be webinars, uh, and I host a lot of webinars. I average somewhere between five and ten every week. Um, I've done over 450 live webinars in the last two years alone. Um, I do I do some speaking at live events uh, as well a couple of times a year, um, and and I also go on a lot of other podcasts and YouTube videos and summits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm on your webinar page right now, and I see that you guys have two open slots, one for Wednesday and one for Thursday, but you do it three times on each of those days, right? So basically you're doing six webinars a week. 
Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's it's um, it, it depends on the week because we do a lot of partner webinars. We do have promotional webinars that we do that are, you know, special based on like a topic of the month. But uh, but yeah, it's somewhere between five and ten a week. Mm-hmm. And so how are you getting traffic to these webinars? Is that is this just the, just the entry point for your funnel? What we do is in terms of getting traffic to the webinar, uh, because webinars are – they're one of our highest uh, converting in terms of conversion to both uh, an email opt-in and a paying customer, we um, we put a lot of our attention into getting people onto our webinars. So when you opt in for any kind of lead magnet or even if you just opt into our list to get updates um, – not, you're taken directly to a thank you page that invites people to register for a webinar. So they they opt in, they click the, you know, they enter their information, they click the subscribe button, and it takes them directly to a page that says, hey, thanks so much, everything you've asked for is on its way, but while you're waiting for it to arrive, we recommend you register for this, whatever, this Wednesday's live webinar. Um, and then the welcome email, step one of the welcome email, you know, it's, it's you know, step one, do this, step two, do this. The Step one is register for this week's webinar. And then in the um, in the signature of everybody at the company's email, there's a banner inviting people to register for the webinar. On our blog, there's a banner in the sidebar and a link in the menu bar. On a ConversionCast website, there's two banners. And I mean, we literally go crazy focusing on getting people onto our webinars. And uh, it's it's been you know one of the best things that we ever did. It's uh, multiple seven figures in revenue from webinars alone. Mm-hmm. And so you guys, you guys actually sell on the webinars itself, right? You're trying to close a person after walking them through the, your software right there on the spot. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you know, our price point is anywhere from uh, $111 a quarter to uh, I think it's like $4,300 uh, every two years for our highest price offering. And we we do pitch it. We're right there on the webinar. We spend about sixty to seventy minutes with just purely valuable content, and then the rest is uh, an offer and a Q and A. So 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 talk a little bit about that. When you said valuable content, I'm looking at the topic of your webinar, and it's how to quickly grow your email list without spending all your time on marketing, right? So it's slightly connected to your product, but it's also not about your product. Yeah, you know the thing is, right in the beginning of the webinar, one of the one of the first slides is uh, this training is designed to help you regardless of whether you are or aren't a lead pages customer. So we want everybody to know that this training it really is going to help them regardless of whether they ever use lead pages or not. But uh, as I go through the training, I'm going to show them how to do this stuff using lead pages. And that's, I would tell any SaaS company out there, your training should be like that. It should be something that people don't need your software to do it, but using your software is going to make it faster, easier, more effective, whatever. So the natural conclusion will be great. All this makes sense. And I want to do this. And well, it seems like the easiest way to do it would be using this software. So that's what we do. Uh, so for example, the current webinar that we're uh, that we're about to do coming up here is uh, it's all about how to create a, a basic but really effective funnel that you can put together in just a couple of hours. And throughout each step of the funnel, I'm telling them what to do and then I'm showing them how to do it in lead pages. So for example, step one is uh, to create our the highest converting evergreen lead magnet that we've ever seen, which is a resource guide lead magnet. It's just a one page PDF that lists some resources that people would recommend. So if you were a health coach, it might be, you know, four superfoods that somebody should eat to have more energy. If you were a comic book shop, it could be the five most important comic books of all time. 
Um, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's, we talk about that and I'll go through and explain why you should use the resource guide, what kind of a landing page would work, uh, some ideas for resource guide titles. And then I'll say, great. Now, if you want to get this set up on your website, you've got a couple of options. You could hire a designer, you could do this, you could do that. Or if you want to, you know, if you want your marketing efforts to be based on billions of points of data, you could use lead pages and let me show you how to do that. And then I actually go through and create the page and they get a little bit of like a kind of a demo of lead pages, but it's a short, like five minute demo in the middle of the content. And then we move on to the next piece, which is more valuable content that they could clearly see the benefits of regardless of whether they use lead pages. And then again, back into lead pages. Mm-hmm. And so, so there are people on the call wondering, you know, uh, what, what about the traditional sales demo when you're going straight in for the close? Because somebody that signed up for a webinar is super qualified. This is a bit of a different philosophy, right? So uh, what are your results like? Have you seen a lot of traction and a lot of signups from this kind of a webinar? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so we've got about 200,000 people on our email list. Uh, and of those people, the highest uh, the highest percentage of those people proportionally, I, I don't want to share the exact number, but the, the highest percentage proportionally of those people came directly from webinars. Um, and, you know, we're a company that basically focuses on helping people grow their email list. So you can imagine how effective that is. Uh, on top of that, 30 to 60% of everyone who attends a Leadpages webinar buys Leadpages. 30%. Wow. Yeah, between 30 and 60% on average. That's incredible. Uh, and we, and I guess speak from my own experiences, we do a lot of topic-based webinars, but it's not as closely connected to our software, so our conversion rate is not nearly as high. So we definitely are moving towards more of this deeper connection with the software on the, even on the top of the funnel piece like a webinar. Um, so how, how does this all connect with, let's say, the other pieces of content that you're offering? Because you have conversion casts going, you guys just launched your new marketing library. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, the the biggest thing is that it's to always understand uh, that people are going to be at different points in in uh, in their kind of buying journey, right? So some people, when they first find you, are not going to be looking to specifically buy. They're not even going to be at the point where they're ready to find a solution. They might just be, you know, trying to figure out if there's something better out there than what they have, whether it's software, whether it's information, whatever. So they they might be you know, maybe reading a blog post because there was one particular thing that you were talking about that they were interested in. Let's say, you know, uh, how to create compelling infographics, right? So that's something that somebody in marketing would probably do. Okay, great. So they're reading that blog post. Well, then in that blog post, we might do, you know, we might offer something along the lines of uh, the infographic creation checklist. So you can read all the information in the blog post about how to create compelling infographics, but then you can opt in to get the infographic creation checklist. That's a content upgrade because it's something that's specific to the topic of the blog post. That's a great time to get them there because if you just offer, you know, uh, see a free demo of lead pages, well, at that point, they're just interested in infographics, right? They want to learn how to create great infographics. So they're going to want to opt in for the checklist. And then when they do opt in, they're taken directly to a thank you page, which invites them to take the next step. They've now opted in. They made a small commitment to opt in for that infographic checklist. Now the webinar is maybe the next step in that commitment process. Okay, great. I've got this thing. I'm going to learn how to create infographics. Wow, this looks like a great free training all about, you know, how to grow my email list or whatever that webinar is about. So that's the next step in that process. If they're not ready to take it, no problem. They're going to get a welcome email that links them to it so they can refer back to that. They're going to be 
uh, added to our follow-up sequence, which is more great information, great training. And each email is uh, at the end, there's an offer to register for the webinar or to buy lead pages. And, uh, and then again, we also, in those different emails, you'll see uh, an invite to check out our free marketing library. And the marketing library is every uh, free training or resource or ebook or infographic or um, you know stock images, uh, podcast episode, basically any kind of guidance that you could want related to conversion-focused marketing um, is in the library, and it's a completely free resource. To get access to all of that stuff, you opt in once and you get access to every free thing that we've ever created. And uh, and again, all of those things, all those little touch points of information where they get that they download an ebook and read it and get some great information, they get a checklist, they listen to an episode of Conversion Cast, all those things are further cementing in their mind that we are the thought leaders, we're the ones they should go to. And when they say, okay, I really need to create a great webinar registration page, the one I have isn't converting or it's a really big pain in the butt to create. I need to know coding and I don't know coding or I've got to pay a bunch of money to hire a designer. Well, you know, lead pages has been really helpful and they seem to know what they're talking about. So I would trust them with my landing page. So I'm going to go and try lead pages. It, it's all interconnected and it all leads to, you know, really cementing yourself in your customer's mind as the as the go to company. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, absolutely it does. I think anytime I think about making a landing page, lead page is the first company that comes to mind, even though there's a lot of other competitors out there within the same space. T tell me this. This sounds like a lot of effort is going into positioning lead pages as this leading conversion educator, right? So I think there are a lot of people on the call listening who don't have teams nearly as big as lead pages, right? So just, just for them, I mean, how big is the team that's that's dedicated to producing this content? Yeah, so we've got, uh, I think our marketing team is somewhere around 30, uh, 25 to 30 people. Uh, we're always bringing on new people, so it's hard to ever know the exact number, but it's somewhere around 25 to 30 people. And we've got specific folks who, who do the writing. We've got specific folks who do kind of more visual on-camera stuff. We do, uh, we have some folks, you know, like me that do uh, webinars and podcasts. Um, but we have a specific team for education. Uh, and And by that, I mean... The training courses that go in the library. By that I mean uh, webinars that are even uh, non-sales focused webinars. Uh, our customer education once they become a lead pages customer. So we've got a team focused specifically on that. We've got a team focused specifically on the blog. A team focused specifically on each different thing. That said, um, of course, we didn't start with that big massive team. It started with just Clay, our CEO. Uh, and Tracy, the co-founder, and I think they had one or two other folks, uh, developer uh, team, who created lead pages. And so um, this is kind of something that Clay talks about a lot. He said that in the beginning, he had kind of a, a struggle. He had looked at a lot of the data um, around when some of the big SaaS companies uh, went public. And, you know, obviously they have to kind of show their S1 filings when they go public. And you would see the customer acquisition costs were through the roof. They were astronomical. And the, the uh, you know, to, to make their money back uh, on acquiring one customer would take two or three years. And so for a bootstrap startup like we were, that was really, it wasn't tenable. If you think about it, you know, that's, that's something where if you acquire a customer, in a sense, you are kind of punished. You're punished for doing well. If you get a lot of customers, you you are kind of in the hole a lot. And so you either need a lot of funding 
uh, or you're, you have to stop getting new customers. And so what basically what we did was we hired, uh, content creators because our hypothesis was that instead of going to hire salespeople, which is what these big, uh, these big giant SaaS companies had done, they hired a big sales team, which was one of the big expenses. We hired content creators and it was one by one individually. We hired content creators. So we hired, uh, we hired a videographer was our first, uh, marketing hire. He created videos and put them on YouTube and on the blog. Then, uh, we hired a, a writer who wrote our blog posts and our emails. Then, uh, I believe I was the next person brought on board. And so I did our podcast and the webinars and it was slowly done over time, but each person was held accountable to, uh, to their number. So it was like the, the content creation team that was the sales team in, in essence, we were tasked with, uh, our numbers. Were they getting opt-ins? Were they generating, uh, paying customers? And so if you are, if you're in that same situation, that's what I would encourage you to do is, is, you know, hire people one at a time and really scale that department. And the thing that, uh, that Clay did was that he was a fantastic writer. He still is a fantastic writer. And the first, uh, you know, or rather the second hire was a writer. And the reason why was because he was good at that. And so he, he knew good writing when he saw it. And so it's easy to hire somebody who's really good at what you do, and then you can move on to the next thing. Um, so there's kind of there's two things to this. If you're going to do it yourself at first, if you are going to be your marketing team, uh, focus on one your strengths. What are you really good at? Are you a good writer? Are you good at webinars? Are you good, etc. And uh, also focus on the thing that you will want to do for a year to two years to three years, uh, because you know I'm a decent writer, but I can't stand writing. I'd rather be behind a microphone as if you couldn't tell. So, um, you know, so so that's what I would uh, encourage you to do is do something you're going to stick with and that you're good at. Right. I know that's that's phenomenal advice. So um, in terms of how your marketing functions are being evaluated and when you have such a big team, is it by a lead commit by, let's say, how many leads the podcast channel is generating? Or are you looking at it from a more wholesome approach that, hey, we have this, this podcast bringing in this many leads to the webinar and then eventually this many people do end up converting. So it's really revenue that you're looking at. It's both. Yeah, it's definitely both. Um, we have kind of a, a tracking dashboard uh, for each department and each individual uh, because bringing in a bunch of leads that don't convert to sales doesn't mean anything. But if you're only focusing on sales, it's it's so focused on the end result. But there's a lot of stuff in the meantime uh, that 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 is still high value. So we definitely focus on all of the above. And we want to know if we're going to do a podcast episode uh, does that lead to people opting in, joining a webinar, buying a product? What happens from there? Uh, so an interesting thing we found with the podcast was that uh, it it doesn't generate a massive amount of subscribers. So we don't get a lot of people that opt in directly from the podcast. But a massive percentage of the people who listen to a podcast who then opt in will attend a webinar. And it's a crazy number, like 75 or 80% of the people who ended up on a webinar after listening to a podcast bought lead pages. So it's one of those things where if you don't follow the whole process, you would have no idea what, what that meant. But what we figured out was that a lot of people were listening to the podcast after they already knew who lead pages was, and maybe they weren't, they weren't ready to buy yet. So they listened to the podcast. They got that, that feeling that we knew what we were talking about. They took the next step to join me, the person they were listening to on a podcast on a webinar. They got to ask me their questions. I answered them live. We had that interaction and that most often led to a sale. 
So again, it's one of those things where if you're going to write blog posts, you need to measure what that's doing. Is the time you're spending, are you getting a return on that time investment? And then if you're, you know, uh, if you're sending paid traffic to that, which is a, a smart thing for the most part, is that paid traffic, are they reading the blog? Are they sticking around? Are they opting in? Are they joining your webinar? Are they buying your stuff or whatever other mechanisms you have in place? But you need to measure the entire process to know if it's even working. Absolutely. And and the thing I like about what you guys do is everything is connected well. It seems like all the different teams that are working on, let's say, the blog or the podcast or the webinars seem to be on the same page. And that uh, creates a lot of synergy in your activities. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we, we have to understand what what everything else is doing and how they work together for sure. So operationally, what does that look like day to day? Are you guys, uh, do you guys have a lot of sync ups together, stand ups? Uh, is there like a monthly meeting where you're bringing in all these people from these different areas and, and making sure you're on the same page? What does that look like? You know, there was for a while we had a lot of meetings in the early days. Now it's a pretty well oiled machine. We're still trying to innovate all the time, but there's, you know, the the connection between the departments, uh, it, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty simple. We kind of know what's going on. Um, we do have a weekly marketing meeting with our team. And on that meeting, uh, oftentimes we'll bring somebody from another department, whether it's, you know, from the dev team, whether it's from customer support to hear what people are looking for, what, you know, what they're responding to, et cetera. Um, and, and then we'll kind of talk about our numbers and what's happening uh, across the marketing department. But for the most part, it's pretty easy. And if we need something or we want to know what's going on, we all stay in touch with each other. Um, they do in the office. I'm one of the few remote people. So, um, I use, uh, I, I use Voxer all the time. If anybody uh, uses that, it's an unbelievable communication tool. Um, Voxer is, it's kind of a walkie talkie, uh, but it's a recorded walkie talkie. So I could, for example, you know, if there was something that I wanted to tell you, uh, I don't have to call you and interrupt whatever you're doing at that moment. And I don't have to spend a bunch of time typing up an email. I can just quickly, you know, speak a message into my phone and it will send that message to you. And then you can listen to it and and think about your response and then spend your time responding quickly. Uh, it, it really eliminates a lot of the the weirdness that can go into a conversation where people are trying to respond and think about it and and that immediacy that goes into interrupting people. So we use that a lot. We also use Slack uh, to communicate, you know, with everybody and and send kind of company wide messages. But uh, but yeah, to answer your question, it's a pretty well oiled machine at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I want to bring you back a little bit to the 10,000 feet level again. Talk a little bit about this education strategy. What is the what is the philosophy at Lead Pages? Do you guys really? Uh, are, it seems like you guys are going really hard with uh, educating on all these different platforms. And from what it seems like is that the returns there are returns from things like the webinar, but it's also a bit of a long game that you guys are playing, right? So talk a little bit about the decisions that are made behind uh, a strategy like that. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing is that when you're when you're early on in the business, it's all about ROI. It's all about are you getting customers from the result of what you're doing? But at a certain point, you you know, you have to really start focusing on what's what's coming down the road. And some of the things you do aren't going to have a measurable ROI uh, or at least, a, a, a you know, an immediate measurable measurable ROI. It's one of those things like, you know, um, talk when you talk to somebody about, you know, if they go to a networking event. 
uh, and they say, oh, I didn't get any, any, any customers or anything. Well, you know, not all networking events are about getting customers. A lot of times it's about forging relationships that down the road could result in something or whatever. You know, it's, it's the same thing as if you're going to go do, if you do something nice for somebody, it's not like you're expecting them to immediately return a favor, but you know, that stuff comes back, uh, in some way. Right. So that's kind of where all of these things, all of these educational tools, uh, come in now. Yes, the, a lot of them do bring in a direct ROI, but there's a lot of stuff where way down the road, uh, it, it develops into uh, bringing people in, uh, having them think of us when they're ready to buy. Kind of the stuff we were talking about earlier. Uh, and and one of the biggest um, one of the biggest uh, things that we need to think about that again is difficult to measure is thought leadership, right? So. That was the initially when we first created conversion cast, that was the biggest focus was thought leadership. We wanted to be the ones that people thought of as the biggest experts in the space. We wanted to be seen as being connected to the other big experts in the space. That's why our first episodes, we had folks, uh, we had folks on the show from HubSpot and AWeber and Wistia and Kissmetrics um, and Moz, you know, we had, we had people on from the big, the other big names in this space. Um, and, and we wanted people to go, oh yeah, lead pages, right, right there along with those other huge companies. Um, so it is something that it's hard when you're in the beginning, early bootstrapped phase of the business, it's hard to think about that and go, well, I need to focus on thought leadership. Uh, but it is something that needs to be a part of your long-term strategy, uh, if you want to be successful and you don't want to be a quick flash in the pan, um, you can do a lot of things that generate quick ROI, but then you're constantly doing those things all the time. That stuff can burn out quickly. You'll see a lot of companies doing this where there's constantly a promotion. There's constantly a new launch. There's constantly this new thing all the time going on. So they spend all of their time trying to get immediate results as opposed to thinking down the road, what's going to lead them to be a billion dollar company, a $10 billion company. What's going to lead them to be uh, dominant in that space. And the good thing is we, we are the leader in our space. Now we've gotten to that point and now it's all about expanding further, you know, reaching out into other markets, vertical markets and that kind of thing. And the big way to do that in many of these, these spaces is, you know, developing thought leadership, developing education for those folks who would really otherwise not really know anything about this industry. If you think about it, you know, what does a real estate agent know about conversion optimization? For the most part, not much, right? But if we can educate them on what it means, what it means to their business, what it means to their other, the other reps, you know, we can educate them on that in a language that they understand. And they're always going to come to us. They're always going to say, oh, we need a lead pages account. Oh, and now all of a sudden we need lead pages accounts for all of the sales reps, you know, within whatever the, the you know, the real estate uh, company is. And that becomes a way that you can scale up quickly in your business from whatever level you're at to a much higher level. Mm -hmm. and, and so as you're establishing yourself as more and more of a thought leader within this space, uh, have you guys, as part of your bigger strategy discussions, talked about other products and services that you're thinking about creating or is it solely around the, the concept of lead pages? Well, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we had created, uh, we recently uh, released, I think it was the beta launch of Center, which is, uh, that's, I think, the biggest release that we've ever had. 
um, in terms of being different. You know, uh, lead pages has always been a set of tools to help you convert more people. Center is your your entire marketing automation uh, platform that communicates with everything. It integrates with all of your different things from Stripe to GoToWebinar to obviously lead pages to you know, Salesforce to all the different tools that you're using in your business. So let's say somebody registers for a webinar, shows up, stays for 30 minutes, but doesn't buy. Uh, well, then you can, you know, you can set it up so that maybe MailChimp automatically sends them an email inviting them to watch the replay. Uh, and then if they watch the replay, uh, they end up buying, you can send them, uh, you know, an email to you or an email follow-up sequence to kind of make sure that they understand it. They haven't created their first landing pages center can then talk to send them an email that invites them to uh, a webinar, right? So you can have all of your stuff talking together. Uh, and you don't have to worry about using some, you know, outdated all in one platform that uh, that kind of thing has been one of our big focuses. And so, yes, we're always looking to the future. We're always looking to see uh, what's the what's the next thing that we need to do. What's the next space that we can get into and provide the most valuable, useful tools Um those things come slower than than a lot of the other things. And that's why I think a lot of the times we see features being tacked on. We see these little things happening uh, and it's easy to go, oh, you know, so and so is adding another thing. You know, they're they're always innovating. But really, it's just another feature being tacked on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually you become bloated with features, right? Exactly right. And we would rather say, look, here's the best at what we do. And now we're going to continue to. Uh, continue to evolve and and lead pages is still going to be the best landing page tool that there is and center is going to be another piece of that puzzle mm-hmm. and then center I guess is what you're saying is a bigger play because when people start using lead pages they have this need for a more of a connected ecosystem where lead pages is just part of the marketing stack yes I mean I think the thing is that people are realizing more and more that an all-in-one tool um, is, is typically not the answer. Uh, it's something that people use as they go, Oh, I think I wish I had something that did everything, but then what they find out a lot of the time, uh, and and this, this applies more specifically to general marketing tools, uh, not necessarily industry specific ones, but general marketing tools, uh, using a tool that has landing pages and autoresponder, uh, a Facebook ads platform, a blogging platform, you know, all those things kind of, you know, a, a shopping cart, uh, you know, a payment processor, all those things built in. Typically what happens is that none of them are, are all that great. You know, they're all functional. They all, they can speak together if you're using them all in one, but, but the smartest marketers, the most successful folks are using individualized, specialized tools that are the best at what they do. If you want uh, full on automation, you know, maybe you're using Infusionsoft, but even the folks from Infusionsoft will say, use Infusionsoft for the automation, but use lead pages for the landing pages for the, the conversion forms, right? And then, you know, maybe after you're integrating that with Stripe as your payment processor or whatever. The point is that the smartest marketers are using specialized, individualized tools, but that creates an issue because it's really tough to get them all to communicate with uh, one another. There are tools out there that can make tools talk to each other, but it's not marketing focused. So Center is the tool that means that all of those individualized tools can act like an all-in-one tool in the sense that they all communicate together easily, but can still have the benefit of having the individual tools be very, very, very good at what they do. And that's that's why we created it. Mm-hmm. Love it. That's a really 
that's going to be a really powerful tool for most people to use. And I can just say from our experience, our marketing stack has a lot of uh, softwares involved and we spend a lot of time into integrating and uh, working things out so that they fit together. So I definitely have experienced that pain. Um, any any final thoughts, Tim? I, I think I would like to wrap up, but uh, this has been a great. Any final thoughts for people that are looking to go deeper into education as a strategy to become a thought leader? I would just say go into it uh, with knowing what the goal is uh, of the education material that you're creating. If you're creating a blog post, what's the goal? What do you want them to do? Probably to opt in. If you are creating you know, a, a webinar, well, what's the goal of that webinar? Probably to get subscribers and to get them to buy. But understand that and then understand the goal of the customer. What are they looking to accomplish? If, they, you know, if somebody is going to attend a webinar, what the heck are they hoping to get out of that webinar? It's not to buy your product. I mean, maybe it is if it's a demo webinar, but for the most part, they've got a problem, they're looking to solve that problem, and they're gonna attend your webinar hoping that you can offer them the solution to that problem in the form of information. And if that information leads to a sale, that's the perfect combination. Solve their problem, show them how your product makes it even easier. I love it. And uh, last but not least for me, Tim, uh, just the best practice that I got from a podcaster that I really admire is Lewis House. Just want to show you some appreciation for taking the time out today to share some of the great stuff you guys are doing at Lead Pages. Uh, a lot of our marketing strategy, we look to you guys to see where to take our company to the next level. So I really appreciate you doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. That's it for today's episode, guys. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes and to check us out at www.hattasass.com and we will see you next time.